This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Tuesday, March 7th. Brought to you by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative. Good morning, I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Capitol Hill applauds USTR move on GM corn. Meat labeling proposal gets mixed reaction. Lawmakers urge continued pressure in corn trade dispute with Mexico. Capitol Hill lawmakers are enthused by the first step taken yesterday in a lengthy process that could lead to a dispute panel under USMCA challenging Mexico's efforts to block genetically modified corn imports from the U.S. While this is welcome news, it should have happened sooner. That's the word of Representative Adrian Smith, the Nebraska Republican, yesterday in reaction to the Office of the U.S. Trade Representative's announcement that it's requesting technical consultations with Mexico over its decision to stop tortilla makers from using GM corn. Nonetheless, this is an important step toward formal dispute consultations, and I appreciate USTR Catherine Ty's attention to this matter. Arkansas Senator John Bozeman, the top Republican on the Senate Ag Committee, said Mexico's actions are a, quote, clear-cut example of a partner going back on its word and stressed that the U.S. has, quote, an obligation to ensure American producers are given the fair access to markets they were promised. In the meantime, Senator Deb Fisher, the Nebraska Republican, called Mexico's action on GM corn, quote, a flagrant violation of USMCA and stressed that the U.S., quote, should be prepared to pursue a full dispute settlement. Product of USA label proposal receives mixed reviews. Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack got a standing ovation at the National Farmers Union Convention yesterday when he announced details on USDA's new proposal to require meat, poultry, or egg products carrying the product of the USA label to be derived from livestock born, raised, slaughtered, and processed domestically. But not everyone was cheering. The North American Meat Institute said the proposal conflicts with federal law and could trigger international trade retaliation, may raise prices for consumers, and would place additional duties on food safety inspection service officials who NAMI says are already overburdened and understaffed. NAMI also said the proposed rule, quote, excludes many popular products made in America by workers in America and under inspection by the USDA, including certain brands of hot dogs, sausage, bacon, ground beef, and sliced ham. Also from the USDA, the department unveiled $89 million in grants under the Meat and Poultry Intermediary Lending Program. Nonprofit lenders in seven states will be able to use the funding for revolving loan funds to finance the startup, expansion, and operation of meat and poultry processors. The investments are going to Alabama, Georgia, Maine, Nebraska, North Dakota, Oklahoma, and South Dakota. You can read more about Secretary Vilsack's address to the NFU, as well as coverage of the USDA's seed competition report at www.agripulse.com. We'll have more Agripulse Daybreak after this. Daybreak is sponsored by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative, the third largest dairy co-op in the country. 
Edge is a powerful advocate of Washington for farmers throughout the upper Midwest. Among Edge's top priorities is milk pricing reform. Over its long history, the federal order system has aimed to serve farmers by ensuring the orderly marketing of fluid milk. But changing production and consumption patterns are rendering the system ineffective. Edge envisions changes that create flexibility, promote fairness, and strengthen the relationship between farmers and processors. State Attorneys General file warning over EPA's E-15 delay. Two of the states set to be allowed to sell E-15 one year later than they had hoped under last week's proposal from the Environmental Protection Agency have taken the first formal steps to challenge the slower timeline. The attorneys generals of Iowa and Nebraska yesterday filed an intent to sue over EPA's plan to approve a governor's petition to allow E-15 sales for the summer of 24 not 23, as originally sought by the eight states. Now the AGs argue EPA violated the law when it waited much longer than the 90-day timeline required to respond to the petition. The undue delay has led now to an even further delay of implementation, they say in their notice. EPA's delay and inaction is, in effect, a constructive denial. Biden says he'd veto WOTUS resolution. Removing what little doubt might have existed, the White House says President Joe Biden would veto a resolution now working its way through the House to prevent the waters of the U.S. rule from becoming law. A joint resolution introduced by Republican House and Senate members would have the effect of overturning the WOTUS rule now scheduled to go in effect March 20th. The final rule provides clear rules of the road that will help advance infrastructure projects, economic investments, and agricultural activities, all while protecting water quality, the White House said in a statement of administration policy. The House Transportation and Infrastructure Committee approved the resolution last week, and it was placed on the House calendar as an item that, quote, may be considered. The Senate has taken no action yet. Bozeman and Fox ask USDA to extend comment period for proposed school nutrition standards. Two Republican leaders of the committees dealing with child nutrition programs have asked the Agriculture Department for a 30-day extension on the public comment period for its proposed updates to school nutrition standards. Arkansas Senator John Bozeman, ranking member of the Senate Ag Committee, and North Carolina Representative Virginia Fox, chair of the House Education and Workforce Committee, told the department in a recent letter that school districts need more time to, quote, assess the extensive practical implications of the new rules. Now, take note. The lawmakers say the updated rules will cost between $220 and $274 million annually for schools to implement and that schools may need to make budget cuts in other areas in order to comply. RCAF RFID petition rejected by the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court has now rejected a petition from a cattle growers group challenging how USDA has advanced the adoption of radio frequency ID tags 
to track interstate movement of livestock. RCAF sought to have the court answer the question of when a federal agency has, quote, established a federal advisory committee. RCAF contends that two groups that provided technical advice to the Animal and Plant Health Inspection Service qualified as committees under the Federal Advisory Committee Act, or FACA, but lower courts disagreed. The Supreme Court denied the petition without explanation yesterday. If APHIS is ultimately determined to have violated FACA, then APHIS is likely to be enjoined from making use of that technical advice in connection with its rulemaking, RCAF argued. Well, here's today's They Said It. Many commenters were concerned that utility patients have been used to restrict their ability to save seed, conduct research, and develop new varieties. That's from yesterday's report on the seed industry from USDA's Agriculture Marketing Service. More and better choices for farmers, promoting fair competition and innovation in seeds, and other agricultural inputs. Well, that's Daybreak for this Tuesday, March 7th, brought to you by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit Agripulse.com. For Agripulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.